passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Your bumper. Clear. Clear by two. Pretty really shallow entry. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the sixth cup car this weekend, the 8 car. Lovely road course racing. It was lovely. Brett Griffin, spotter for Colleague Racing. And, Freddie, you're, uh, are you officially on vacation? Well, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I am. Uh, what's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Chandler Smith this weekend? Uh, fairly uneventful weekend for me. What's up, Casey? Oh, wait a minute. She was late like Casey. Oh, she was late. And she just flipped you off. She flipped me off. You can't see me back here. I know. I don't like this new setup. I can make faces at you. Carson can read my phone. (laughs) I don't don't know what's going on here. Uh, But no, Casey is off in Lake Como, Italy for her boat baby moon. Um, Where's that at? It's in Italy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What is up, Carson? Uh, not a whole lot. Been moving, and uh, I'm happy to be on here. I'm glad you guys finally listened to me and brought me on, so hopefully we can have some fun today. Where, where are you moving to? I'm still in Mooresville, just to a house, actually, instead of I'm done with apartment living, finally. Yeah. So, oh, house owner. Well, Kelly's a house owner. <laughs> <laughs> are so you I, pay her, I pay her the mortgage. <laughs> are you? Does uh, she charge you rent? Absolutely. That's not nice, Kelly. No, she. of course she does. She's rich. She She's a businesswoman. Free. <laughs> She's a businesswoman. I mean, you. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you would do the same thing. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, so, would you get a 4,500 square foot house with a pool gosh, by the lake? No. What do we get? No, we're we're townhouse living. We're townhouse living. There's a pool, but it's a community pool. <laughs> Might put one in my back patio. We'll see. Is your proximity to Big Al's changed by much? Uh, maybe by like a mile. Okay. No worries there. Okay, good. I got a pool left over from where I had ducks in my backyard. One of those little Walmart pools. You know, it's about the size of this table. Yeah. A little eight-foot round where, pool. Where did we, where'd we dump the ducks off at? At my buddy Joey's house. Yeah, I dumped the ducks you off. You removed the ducks? Yeah, the ducks are gone. Well, we raised them, you know. When I say we very loosely. We, we <laughs> as in everybody I, but Brett. I didn't do <laughs> But I got them to my buddy Joey's house, and, uh, you know, we drop them off, and they're domesticated ducks, right? They've never worked for food. Domesticated. They've never worked for water. Everything's just been literally given to them in a, in a bale of pine straw, a little patch in the backyard, and they didn't move much, man. So the first night I dropped them off, my buddy uh, Joey called me, and he's like, man, I looked for them ducks till 3.30 in the morning, and I finally gave up. I thought they were all dead already. Oh, and then at 5.30, you know, I walked out there, and there they were. Well, if, <laughs> if that does happen, let's not tell anybody in your house about it. They've, they've, they've flown yeah. off to the south yes. for the winter. They migrated. <laughs> Should just have, have John take care I of them. I can't believe, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. How were the girls? How was Keely, like, letting them go? They were good, uh, yeah, because they stunk. <laughs> yeah. And they <laughs> a lot. Wyatt had some, and... They're disgusting. Yes. They poop 
a lot. Yep. Like you've never seen any poop. So that we're not getting a new batch anytime soon. No, there's no more ducks. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna fill the pond I, in or the I, the pool? I, I legit don't know how I got talked into this. One. I I showed up at your house one day and there was little baby ducks running all over the place and I was uh, there's really you can't go to Brett's house and be surprised. Like you walk <laughs> in and and there there's no t- there could be four kids and and crutches and and you know casts and never ducks know. and birds and jerk well there's no gerbils anymore you guys dog took, treat dave john took care of them you got dave dave eating the bowl of dog treats i mean there's there's really anything could happen at bread's that's true. i know what one thing he's not i know one thing john's not doing what's that that's feeding that uh <laughs> <laughs> what? what was it a guinea pig or is a guinea pig yeah, or something. Kill fred poor fred rest in peace fred's dead oh <laughs> uh, anyway sonoma up? sonoma it was uh I'll tell you, it was a little chilly for like normally Sonoma's like a hundred degrees. Yeah. We're, we're running to our cars Greener. to get an AC. It's the greenest I've ever seen it. Yeah, even it though it was only like a tiny bit green, it was yeah. the greenest I've ever seen it. I have some buddies that live out there, and they told me like that you know because if you haven't seen a picture of what Sonoma looks like in April and May, it's astounding. Yeah, like it's way different. So now you know we go in here June, and it's and you know it's it's kind of burnt up and it's more yellow than green. But it was it was greener. And the guy said it, it lasted longer this year, like from any other year. So I guess that's why we caught the tail end of it. But uh, the racing was was all right. You know, it was, it, it was a snoozer at some points, but that's kind of what road racing is at times, I think. Yeah, I don't um, – wasn't many mistakes. Like, most of the time, you well, know – Well, I think the, the problem is – we've talked about this a thousand times. There was mistakes, but there's no penalty for mistakes anymore well, because that, there's but so there's much grip. Normally, somebody wheel hops or something like that. They, they kind of did, and they kind of saved it easily, and they kind of grabbed a gear, and they went on and didn't even lose a spot. Yeah, see, that's not how that's not how it used to be. I, I was literally watching this race, and you guys are old enough to remember this. We used to see passing coming up the hill, literally getting into turn two. We would see some passing, a guy like McMurray, you know, some of the better road course guys. We would see some passing into turn three, the left-hander. We would always see passing in four, seven, and 11, now we barely see passing in seven, and 11 is the only zone. And if you can't get through the second half of the S's, you ain't passing nobody. No, because you could yeah. – like I noticed yesterday, even you know at times in the past, like you could dive bomb a guy into seven – and he was done. Like there, you put him on the outside of the seven, and, and he couldn't. But now they just the the drive is so good with these cars that I think we passed you on the outside one. Like Brad pulled over to block one time, and we just drove on the outside of seven and got a better run off. Yeah. You know, and like that was unheard of back in the day. I feel like if, you know, it's just the the ability to just grab a gear and and take off with these cars is you know we, that and there's the the way they took the curb away leaving turn four. Yeah, like that used to be a big deal. There is not going over that curb. Now they just run over there. It reminds me of the exit of the carousel at the Glen or something like that. There's just you just there's racetrack there. Just want, use yeah. it, yeah. And when when they don't check up much leaving four, there's no no slipping there. Then they don't that creates less passing in seven as well. The four runoff to the left. Is, That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's, yeah, it's just too much. That makes the passing into seven even less. Harder, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's no slipping off of four. Well, you don't slow down in four like you used to to make the corner. Oh yeah, you just. Now, now it's it's a wide sweeping corner. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot different. Um, I mean, I hate to blame a car, but it kind of, it kind of is a car. Why not? I was gonna say, yeah. it's just. I mean, even we race side by side through the S's, and you couldn't do that. Before. But if if you look at the parameters of four, you could easily change that and make it where they can't run off by thirty yards. 
I don't um, know. So they, they do these things to make it safer or whatever, but there's still a wall right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what's the difference if you leave the curb there and make it harder on the guys? Or, I mean, honestly, it was probably safer before because they're carrying less speed. Now they're carrying way more speed there. And if they do hit right there, it's going to be even worse. I don't know how much you guys could see it. I know you can see turn 11 from where you're at, but it's a long ways away from you. But during that during the Xfinity race, uh, Larson hit those tires, the little tire clusters they had out. Yeah, I saw that. And it literally knocked the wheel out of his hand, and he almost wrecked. And that's what cost him the ability to have a chance to win that race. And the Cup Series race, in every single stage, they were hitting those tire clusters, and those Cup cars were so strong and made so durable, the bodies are, that they would hit them and they would knock the tires to the right, and it just kept changing the mm-hmm. apex of the corner. Yeah. I, I And I, I don't know. Obviously, you don't want to – alter the you know the the track at all but they, they were yeah they were i mean you're making that corner shorter where you can you know take a different line through there but i don't know like i don't know what to do to stop that because anchor the tires down yeah but then you're going to wreck race cars i mean don't uh, hit but the there, tires but there should be a penalty for hitting if, if the tires. there was a wall there you wouldn't hit it yeah uh, it's you it, wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. be able to move the wall yeah for sure like you, the, the option is you can't th- like i saw you know throw a yellow and put them back but you can't like if you do that we'd be under caution half the race so mm-hmm. you know we, it, we've never had this problem there though no i don't what's different like i don't understand. this body yeah the car yeah the yeah, car used, solid. used to be when you hit them with the right front with a sheet metal you would tear your car all to pieces it'd yeah, be like hitting a jersey barrier i saw the one video of LaJoy was next to us and he hit it and just knocked it off to the right and didn't do anything digging. yeah i don't know i don't like the course altering during the the race carson <clears> do you <throat> like that former racer smart lady you've dealt with infield tires before unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) they're my arch nemesis lost plenty of races by hitting infield tires but i mean like well well, like so if do they reset them obviously like they did you know like what i'm saying no i'm I'm talking about like back when she was racing like if somebody smoked a tire during a run but didn't bring a yellow out i mean did you just did you use that to your advantage or or do they never really be able to do that? I mean, more than anything, if they if they were moving them in, it, they you know wouldn't throw a yellow or change it or anything. Which I mean, that would help. There was a time at Millbridge that we all got in trouble because we were basically running in the infield at one point. <laughs> um, but I mean, typically if they get moved out, they throw a yellow and, and that sucks. But when they get moved in, sometimes it's kind of kind of good to your advantage, especially if the bottom's better than the top. Yeah, which which that's what those guys were doing yesterday. <clears throat> it seemed like you know they could they could run. A I've lot only I've middle. only seen a couple times where they actually when the yellow came out they actually pushed them back out, but that's because they were getting closer to equipment on the inside or something. Yeah, I couldn't hear. I I, didn't, I couldn't see where they were. It was like center off of eleven, so you can't really see it from where we're at. Or oh, I couldn't anyway. Um, but I heard like Brent Wentz, my my spotter down there, is like, okay, Bubba, they moved those tires back just so you know. So obviously Bubba was utilizing wherever the hell they were because we had to tell <clears> him that he couldn't do that any longer. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I, I hate I would hate to see wrecking race cars because we've got these solid things in the infield, but there should be a penalty for hitting something that you shouldn't be hitting. So I mean, just make them more solid, make them heavier. Yeah, make it put a wall in there. I don't know if you put a wall in there because I mean, if somebody comes sliding down the inside there, just run the inside of the wall. Just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we need a wall there. That might be pretty bad. Just make the tires heavier. I don't know. Martin pretty much dominated that race. I mean, yeah, I, so he, many times the fastest car doesn't win. He yesterday, was, you could see he he ran through the field like and got to Denny, and then well, I think he went by Denny right by the right before they pit for the first time. He yeah, went by Denny. He 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 kind of head faked Denny to the right, and Denny gave it to him, 
And Mike Joy actually said, and Denny slams the door. Denny was not even remotely blocking him, and when honestly he should have been. Uh, I don't know what a spotter was saying. I don't know who a spotter was down there. I don't know if he's looking at his camera or whatever. But Martin wasn't there yet. But by the time Martin got there, it was Denny tried to race him, and it was over. Yeah, and it like that was a you know, it, Martin. You know, when it leveled out a little bit there at the end, it was Martin was coming through traffic. I forget where the hell he started, but you know, he burned his stuff up to get to Danny and then once they were on equal stuff it seemed like Martin was the class of the field yeah he was definitely a little bit faster it was slow and methodical all he was, day I, I don't even know that he was that much faster he was just that much better in traffic for whatever reason he's always been one of the best at being able to pass but you know and that especially at that place but he was a, even that one that caution when it flipped everybody and some guys stayed out he was the only one that drove right back to the front. Everybody else kind of got there methodically, but he drove right back to second or third and then ran Kyle down yeah. and passed him. He was aggressive on them restarts too, yeah. which helped. Which, I, mean. I mean, if you could be – like Bubba was – I mean, we were running 20th, but we were we were making up five or six spots. Just If you could just be aggressive on a restart because you know mm -hmm. – you kind of know where they're going to stack up. So we were actually utilizing the opposite lanes of the preferred lane a lot of times because you know coming up the hill, the right, the right lane is going to stack up into two. So if you run on the top, you get to run there. The top – the bottom lane is going to stack up into four and seven. So if you could utilize those lanes outside, we passed a couple guys on the outside of 11, you know, just you know where they're going to stack up. So if you can yeah. be aggressive, you can make up time. And then we saw, like, there wasn't a lot of passing. So if you could kind of get in where you fit in and then, you know, you could ride it out from there, it was it was a lot easier to just so maintain. There, one thing to notice, there was a lot of fall off for a little while. And then it's like once everybody got to that – and it's almost like once you burnt that – that part of the tire off, everybody was on the same thing, and everybody's lap times were almost the exact same. Yeah, it's like we we continue to fall off, but we all continue to fall off at the same lap time. You know, it was yeah, like, it definitely minimized though. Like yeah. it, uh, you would jump, you would jump. Like well, I saw this especially on Saturday, we would be running, running, running. We'd like eight or nine laps. We'd be really good, not really good, but we were good. And all of a sudden, we would lose a second like a light switch and you're like what the hell yeah. I was like oh you must have screwed up and then we just never you'd never get it yeah. back you just another time I'm telling you there's like a layer or whatever yeah. they burn through and then once you get once you burn through that layer you're done and then there there there's still no like whenever back in the day when we raced there you know the guys there were some guys that were really good on short runs and there was guys that were really good on long runs and that never that still never played off cuz I think everybody was on I think once you got through that part of the tire, once you got eight or ten laps on your tire, everything was the same, and never you could never take care of it. And they just got so much drive still. Like there's there's no, uh, I mean, like you said, you can grab a gear and go. Um, I know everybody's still complaining about having need more rear grip off of seven. That's never going to go away. I don't care if you put eight tires on the thing; they're still going to complain about rear grip leaving seven at some point, and eleven too. So I don't know. It just it looked. It looked like there still wasn't um, – nobody looked up on top of the track. Everybody, like, coming up the hill right there, they're flying. Like, they're stuck to the ground, um, leaving leaving the corners. Like, even leaving seven, you see a guy wiggle once in a while. But most time it's because he grabbed too much curb or something and it upset the car. And back in the day, you used to the guys used to get super loose there. Like just couldn't. And I I know when they say they didn't have any rear grip yesterday. Compare that to six seven years ago. That's not having any rear yeah. grip. They say they don't have rear grip now, and it's hard for us to see it. Used to be when they oh, said they didn't have rear grip, like we, skating. We, we well, could, you could we like, could tell. Yeah, and you could you saw yes, TJ's I'm sure saw this. Like them guys coming up the hill in the two. A couple times you could see them like oh he's overshot the entry. 
It, it didn't, didn't matter. matter. No. You know, like yeah. he just, he'd just get a woad up and take off again. Like yeah. in, in years past, like they'd be almost floundering off. On it was the like left. A, a three or four foot air. Like, <laughs> you know, when they come up there, oh, they're not going to make it. And it was literally a quarter or half a car length at most. It wasn't like they were missing their corner. But one, one thing I say about this 19 bunch is when they win, they win in dominant fashion. Yeah. Like there ain't a lot of races where Martin squeaks it out. I mean, I remember he gave that race away. Was it Michigan or Kentucky where Custer won? I don't remember. Uh, Mich- um, I think it was either Kentucky or Kansas. Okay. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't win a lot of races that are just, like, nail biters. I mean, he goes out there and kicks your ass when he wins. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think now, I don't know. I don't know this for any official status or anything, but, I mean, can we put the Martin Truex retirement to bed, do you think? Or, like, I feel like this guy's having way too much fun. Well, here's the thing, though, man. Like, it requires a lot of money to keep – a guy like Martin around, you know, and when you look at Joe Gibbs Racing, they are the they're the dinosaur of the sponsorship model right now. When you look at most of these cup teams, they have a plethora of sponsorship from a lot of different companies. But when you look at what was the 18 car with Kyle Busch, M&M's was the key partner and they took the majority of the races. Bass Pro Shops, the key partner, took majority of the races. FedEx, the key partner, took the majority of the races. And Man, those ally at Hendrick, same thing, right? But for the most part, most of these cup teams have to go out and piece together a 38-race schedule, and Gibbs is not doing that. So if Bass Pro Shops is is committed to coming back, I think you're 100% right. Martin Truex will come back because he's having fun. You look at last year, he's high enough in the points to make the playoff and doesn't do it because he doesn't have a win. Yeah. And here he is this year with a couple wins under his belt, some stage points, and boom, he's going to be rock and rolling this championship. I mean, right now, maybe he's the guy that's the favorite with Kyle Busch on his heels, you know? So uh, when, when you look and you say who's retired and who ain't, I don't – I think Martin's fate may not be up to him unless yeah. he's willing to take a big pay cut and, and Bass Pro's walking out the door. I don't know anything about that scenario. I hope Bass Pro comes back. I hope Martin comes back. I think we need legacy guys around. We don't need a bunch of new names in every single car every single week. Agreed. What about uh, – you say, Redick? We're talking about Redick now, I guess. What's Reddick got going on? Reddick had a Reddick had himself. Is he retired? He, yeah, I don't think so. He might have <laughs> wanted to after yesterday. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't like that that deal. And so he he gets he stays out, which they were running incredible lap times. I didn't really blame them for staying out because we had just pit that we were on the same plan as them. We had pit and he was running probably a second faster than us at one point in that run, and they got that yellow and he stayed out with. Chase and Blaney. Uh, Logano, Blaney, I think Logano. No, I think it was just Chase. It yeah. was Chase, Blaney, him. And yeah, Blaney yeah. run 30th all And day. Blaney, like, Blaney almost stole. If he didn't get run over by, I guess it was McDowell. I saw he was yeah. I didn't see it. I just saw him McDowell complain. had a little bit of help. but um, So he was going to steal a uh, like I will say said, though, he was last all day long. A lap before there. that, I told Drew, I said, Blaney's getting ready to get moved here because yeah. he was kind of holding up the oh, line. Well, but, I mean, I mean he was definitely going to finish. Better than he better, was. <laughs> yeah, at that point, though, if you're running it third or fourth. any worse. That's what I'm saying. If you're running third or fourth, I mean, it's probably okay to give up three or four spots right there before yeah. you get spun because you were going to run 28th. Uh, but, yeah, so the Reddick deal, he gets, he gets, I guess, the 22 got into him and he might have been getting shoved or I forget. They, well, 12 would get shoved. I forget. But somebody turned the, 20, the 45 around and he had a flat. You know, he, he locked yeah, them up, slid the tires. So he cuts across the infield there in 11 and comes to pit road. He cut 98% of the racetrack out. <laughs> yeah, is that all? I mean, I guess they – what I heard last night was they deemed he saved 80 seconds is why they why they gave him a wow. penalty. And they should have. But, the, yeah, and it was, I think there was absolutely the right call for a penalty, but it was also at the same time absolutely the right call on their part to do that because that penalty 
was better than driving. Like their other option was, and I, I think they presented this to NASCAR. Like, what do you want me to do next time? Sit there and wait for a caution because I wasn't going to drive around the racetrack with a flat tire or probably multiple flat tires and wreck my race car versus just cutting across the infield and, and screw go. the race up. Yeah, like you could screw the race up. Like we talked about that on here before. Like how many guys have it? I mean, now they wouldn't be intentional. I guess they would be intentionally drawing a yellow, but it wouldn't like maliciously. Um, but you know, so they have to penalize. I think everything was right here. I think they did the right thing by coming straight to pit road because they were going to wreck their car driving around the track. NASCAR did the right thing because you have to penalize them because you got to realize too. Now we're at the same race track where Ross Chastain got away with murder. Yeah. And you didn't do anything to him. Yeah. I mean, this guy... And that was gaining spots. He gained multiple (laughs) spots, shortcutting the racetrack. And they did absolutely nothing. Nothing. So I'm sure leading into the race this week, they looked at that and went, hey, let's not screw this up again. And they didn't. They did did the right thing. Did you think... I'm sure you are watching it. Did, did did we need to throw a yellow for that tire in the middle of pit road? Like, could we? I not mean, go what do you it? do, man? Do you do you who do you appoint to go get the tire? Is it one of the pit crew members? Is it the official? Does the tower watch turn eleven and say go now? The guy go out there and bust his ass. Now we got a human laying on the racetrack. Like, and I know it's pit road and it's protected, but I mean, in my mind. You're winging it at that point, and, yeah. and if you send a guy out there and something happens, man, that'd be oh, bad. Yeah. No, I just, I was. So, what if you? Uh, maybe this. I, I think you, you could, need a big hook. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. I don't think you could send a guy out there under green. Could you send Carson out there to get it? I don't think you send any. <laughs> I don't think you send anybody out there to get it. But why don't under green in those circumstances? If it's a blocked pit road, close pit road for a lap. And go get it. But if Tyler that. Reddick has that problem, he's not going to care that pit road's closed. Yeah. Well, and I don't think you can do that because then you're giving an advantage to the guys that already pit because they're making up time as you're still on the racetrack. Because a lot of times you'll pit and or the guy behind you will pit and they'll tell you to pit the next lap. To I cover don't that. have a problem with you stopping the race to go get the tire. Yeah. I, I truly don't. We should make it. You know what we should do is make it a fan experience. Like, you know, sell some tickets to the fans <laughs> Jeez, and they just I mean, hang out on pit road and like. If a tire's, if out, a tire's so. out there, you're the one going to get it. Did you see Shotgun this beer. Funnel this beer. And then go get that tire, you idiot. <laughs> Did you see what happened in the Sweeney race? Uh, we, were, we were basically that tire sitting on pit road. But here's the thing now. Like, do you just knock a tire out? On, like, if your teammate needs a little help, you just go out there and bang a tire? <laughs> roll a tire out the yeah, pit yeah, road. Yeah, whoop. Uncontrolled mm. tire. Sorry. I'm starting to tail. You didn't even pit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got away from me. So oh, we got – I don't know if they – I don't funny. know what they showed could, on TV. Could you imagine that we're right there racing all of a sudden and nobody's pitted and all of a sudden a tire just goes creeping across <laughs> pit road because yeah, somebody wants a caution? That'd be really bad. Do it somewhere. Do it somewhere that doesn't have a uh, pit road on the outside. Oh, oh like grass outside. or something. Just roll it out of the grass. Whoop. Charlotte. Good yeah. Lord. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. People. We got pushed to pit road on Saturday. I don't know if you saw this or not. We get pushed to pit and road. They opened pit road right well, behind and you. then the the push truck lets us go at the entry of pit road, and we have no power in the car. Like can't can't move. Can't move. And we get pushed to pit road. Well, it's not enough to get us all the way to our stall. So and then they open pit road, and here come all the cars right behind us, and we're sitting out there against the wall on pit road, dead in the water, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to the official. I'm like, hey, uh, we still need push into our stall. And he's like, well, don't move. I'm like, you ain't got to worry no, about I'm that. Pretty sure I'm not moving. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about that. But, like, that's kind of sketchy there because if somebody doesn't know, we don't know, somebody doesn't know you're sitting there and the car swerves in front of you, you're somebody you could get hit pretty easily. My favorite official story, because that's obviously an airhead moment. If you can't move and you're asking for a push and they tell you don't move, that's pretty airhead. <laughs> My favorite official moment was when a new official showed up and goes, how did they get in the car? There's no door. 
Well, uh, mine, what well, mine? There's no door handle. Hey, my coach is looking at me like I'm crazy. My favorite. Who was that? Socko? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do these guys race at night with these fake lights? My uh, my favorite was last year. We had an official that uh, we we have a radio for NASCAR, and they they depending on the racetrack and size of the racetrack, they they are on a different channel at sometimes on the frequencies. So every week we ask. What channels what NASCAR channel? on? What channels NASCAR on? So uh, we we there was a new official like rookie rookie had never seen him before. And we, uh, somebody said, "Hey, what channels NASCAR on?" And he said, "FS1." <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. I mean, well, I, I mean, he wasn't wrong. He, he wasn't, wasn't wrong. wrong. But <laughs> listen, we've got so many friends that are officials. They're going to hear these stories and they're going to start texting all of us, they're telling gonna, us even more stories. They're going to start texting each other, going, "Who the? Wh- which one of you idiots is this?" <laughs> Oh, guess what? Uh, what? I got a good story for you. Okay. What is it? What is it? Ernie's. Did oh, Ernie's? did you go to Ernie's? Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't believe you Did you get your Ernie's? phone out? No, but somebody did. Who was oh. it? Oh. wasn't Hearn, was it? No. He knows it wasn't a spotter. It might have been a truck driver. Truck driver that we know? Yeah. So there's a bar really? out there called Ernie's, and it's literally a garage. Ernie's Tin Bar. You ever been, Andrew? Been to Sonoma before? I've been once. Yeah. So Ernie's is beer only, right? Yeah. Um, beer only, and you are not allowed to get your cell phone out. If you do, you got to buy the whole bar around. Everybody in the bar. Oh, wow. So I've never been there in I all these years, there. so I finally stopped. That's because you live in Nintendo world when you're out there. Welcome <laughs> to the real world. Ain't it fun? <laughs> yeah, it's neat. But uh, he, apparently, he, it's weird because I guess if you're sitting outside, you, you can be on your phone, just can't be talking yeah. on it. But if you're in, he answered his phone. He was responding to a text or something. He really isn't even on his phone talking to somebody. But, um, he did crawl across the floor begging for them not to buy buy the entire bar. Yeah. And it's pretty busy in there. It, it was pretty it wasn't that busy then. It was like super early. But, uh, What's their reasoning for not being able to have like be in the moment? Just to yeah. Conversation. Well, they don't want people in there talking on their phone ruining the, the bar. Okay. Yeah, atmosphere. Like back in the day, Carson, we would go out, you you didn't really do anything on your phone, did you, Brett? The, the, we didn't have phones when I started. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I wish there weren't phones now when I go out. Well, that's no, why you no go to Ernie's. <laughs> we need an Ernie's in Mooresville. Um, who the hell were we there with that day? Uh, I, it was... Uh, oh, Reed with Reed, the guy. Yes. Yeah. He's Guy's guy. Guy's guy. Guy Fieri's manager. Well, that was a so long... Guy's guy. That was a long day. That was a long Are you, day. I don't think you left me there. I did. <laughs> As but the usual. one time I didn't dip, we ended up back at the pool. That was a oh, long day. that was a long day. <laughs> yeah, good thing it's easy to spot at Sonoma. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot bumper. Spot on, spot off. <laughs> spot off. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, spot on. It was super fun yesterday to ride around there. And I am spot off. Damn. Where'd he come from? 
All right, Carson, let's kick this thing off. All right, let's do a little. Can, are you are you ready for this? Yeah, are you ready? ready? I don't know. <laughs> this is this is nerve wracking, honestly. You, you have such a great voice for this. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> she is. It's like the nicest thing you've ever said. She to has me. no idea That's how mad true. she's going to get at you over the rest of the show. Uh, probably. I'm scared. Okay. NASCAR implements safety changes after Kyle Larson and Ryan Priest's crash at Talladega. The changes will be put into effect for the July 9th race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Brett. I am spot on for this from a safety perspective. We've heard a lot of talk about these cars being too rigid and not giving enough and the driver taking the brunt of the impact. Uh, when I originally was told about this thing you know, coming out, I was looking at these bars and I was like, man, that looks like a lot of work. And then I got to talking and even talking to people like Freddie and talking to some of my buddies in these race shops. And there were some teams that said they could do all of theirs – in a matter of what, Freddie, a day? Not all of they could do. They could do. Some teams are saying about an hour to do a frame rail. Okay, well, the first team I talked to was eight hours yeah. to do a frame rail. So your team that you're referencing, not your team in general, but just your, the team you're talking about, they were saying they could do one in 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. And and the team I was talking to was saying they could do it in seven, eight hours. So I was looking at man workload. How do you, if you're a smaller team, how do you overcome this? And and some of these teams were even reaching back out to the frame rail manufacturer saying, will you do this update for us? And they said, no, we don't have the manpower to do that either. So, um, again, I'm all for making these guys, these cars safer. Obviously, we've got Noah out with a concussion this week. I hope he's doing better and feeling better. I thought he was concussed when he came out to do his interview post-race. I was really surprised, and I've told Freddie this in a text message. I was very surprised to see him standing there in front of a camera doing an interview in his interview, he seemed off. And obviously, it took a couple days for the symptoms to come forward because I'm of the belief they would not have sent him out there in front of a camera had he failed concussion protocol. Here's the good thing for Noah, though. I haven't spoken to some other people in the industry. Toyota does an amazing job of baselining their drivers. So they have a lot, and Carson's nodding their head, they have a lot of data that they can go back and look at to see how bad was this concussion? Um, some of the other manufacturers were not as far ahead in the only concussion protocol, obviously somewhat new to the NASCAR world. We've always had concussions. I mean, I am convinced if Elliot Sadler were sitting here right now, I am convinced he raced with a concussion at, at Michigan um, the day after he flipped what felt like eight or ten times down the front stretch. And we're always going to have concussions because your brain is going to bounce off your skull when you're hitting the wall at 200 miles an hour. You can't put enough stuff in these cars to make that not happen. What we do have now, though, is ability and the awareness to say, Noah, you don't have to go out and race, man. You can still make a playoff if you pull off a plate win at Daytona in the summer or wherever that that win might come. So I'm, I'm thumbs up for really this, this whole scenario. I just want to get it to where – we know this car, and this is going to sound crass, but I want to know that this car is as safe as the last car, and we're not there yet. No, and we've said that from day one on here. Like, why would you ever take any step back in the safety department? I get, you know, whatever you want to do as far as anything else in the sport's concerned, the one thing you can't do is be point zero 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 one percent less safe than you were before and i feel like unfortunately we are right now and that's not a dramatic you know dramatization of you know oh my god these cars are gonna hurt somebody we've seen the people get hurt kurt bush retired now or i don't know where he's at but he's not racing he ain't you know, uh credit to noah though you know noah this sounded to me like it was noah 
stepping up and saying he's not doesn't feel right to go so you know that's that's hard for these guys to do you know that's hard to step out of a car um you know you're talking about the car though you know i, I don't know if anybody, everybody saw but what they what they did was they've they've put slots in the frame rails in the front clip um they've they've reinforced with uh steel plates the door bars on the right side that you know where the the protrusion was on the uh on Larson's car, and then they've changed some bumper. The front bumper struts a lot, and if you watch the video they put out, like you can clearly see a lot more energy absorbed by the car, which is in turn hopefully less of energy absorbed by the driver. There is more give there. There's more, you know, it's it's it crushes an awful lot. So I'm, you know, my only concern would be, you know, hopefully we're not compromising the front clip to where you know we could still be pretty aggressive, especially like plate races pushing each other i don't think it's going to be that week I should, here's my concern issue. you bring up concerns i love to hear what tj thinks on this my concern is we're buying everything now from third-party vendors or nascar and they've got their thumb on everything they've got their hand in the pot we're now buying this from a manufacturer and they're telling us the teams to modify it yeah and this is the first time like i was talking to uh somebody one of the prominent team guy and Aside from they put gussets in the in the door bars after right directly after Talladega, that was a quick easy fix. Other than that, this is the first thing that the teams themselves have been allowed to alter on these new cars, you know, and modify it now. And it's a pretty big step because you know it. You're talking about cutting the frame rails and cutting the front bumper support. What could go and, wrong? You know, uh, so you know. Hopefully, and, and listen, we there's no secret. We talked about it on here. A lot of these teams let a lot of their fabricators go two years ago when this car came about. So now where are them guys at? You know, this these are the guys like and I was talking about, you know, some of the teams the reason why some of the teams can do stuff in an hour versus eight hours is, you know, some teams have equipment that they can laser cut or or, you know, they, they have CNC, whatever, to to cut this stuff a lot faster versus a team that's basically doing it manually. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. But TJ, I mean I'll obviously all in the name of safety. Yeah, I actually liked this. I liked to see what they were doing to make it give a little bit more. Um, yeah, definitely have to be careful because <laughs> these teams are smart. And there's, uh, I don't know if this area actually gives any, um, if there's any advantage or anything they can do in that area. They're going to look for an advantage. Oh, always. Always. They're probably already looked at it. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm, it's always good when they implement safety changes to me. It's always, um, you know, a step in the right direction to make things safer. And usually they do. They've been very proactive with things most of the time and try to keep these guys safe. And, and um, I was glad to see those. I, I, I got to kick talk about teams and using the advantage. Did you see the, the they put they brought out the Nakaduck from the 14 car? That was yeah, yeah. just a quality control issue. They must have left it in the dryer too long and it shrunk a couple inches. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that and I was thinking like that's when your project in school was so bad that like the teacher uses it as an example of like what not to do. I thought it was funny. I laughed at the, you know because they, they came out so it was Zippy or whoever it's through. I said you know it was just a quality control problem. Then they got that go no go gauge where it's like now nah, this is just not even close. Yeah, that Brad Moran guy he did a pretty good job of uh, of, of explaining <laughs> it to everybody and showing it to the media. Which I man, listen, we talk about on here all the time transparency, and if you're a fan. You feel like you got told the truth. We 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 have all these NASCAR conspiracies out there because they don't do things like this. So when they come forward and do something like this, if you're a team, you know, if you're Chase Elliott, you just got suspended, and you're Stuart Haas, and you just got fined, and fans are going, well, this is ridiculous. 
Well, they just told you why. They yeah. showed you why. So you really can't argue against them. I, think, I love it. I I'm think, pro NASCAR doing yeah. this. Oh, I think yeah. it's great. And then, you know, like, listen, I, I'll ask you guys both this question. In the field on Sunday, yesterday, how many 100% legal cars are out there? None. None. Just just ours. In the <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm going to tell you that about Harrison Burton <laughs> and Ryan Blaney appeared to be 100% legal. Austin Cindric, they appeared to be 100% legal. <laughs> what, what happened there? Bless their hearts, by uh, the way. I, don't, I looked up. I didn't realize. So I was, you know, we weren't lighting the world on fire by no means. We were probably like a I did the 18th, same thing. 19th place I mean, like, car. Whoa. And I looked up and I was like, the 78 just passed the 2, the 21, and the 12. And I was like, oh, yeah. wow. And then Bubba, and wave, and wave, Bubba, we, we, had faded, we had faded pretty hard in the beginning. We were back there like 27th, 28th, and we had caught Blaney at one point, and he just moved over and let us go. Yeah. And Bubba's like, ha, y'all thought I was mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't believe in being a quitter, but at that point, just f- quit. Hang it up. Just hang it up. Clear behind the 78. Eight. Hey, listen, I, I I use him as an example because you don't Ouch. normally see him. Balicki did a really good job yesterday in that yeah. car. He was there wasn't he, he didn't only pass them guys. He was following the, us up the to, torpedo just outside him. the. Yeah, I see. <laughs> he was who was he complaining about? I didn't even see seventy seven, seventy seven. Yeah, I mean, tight Ellen wrecked him. Yeah, uh, but he was. I thought he was having a phenomenal race for for the seventy eight car. Yeah. Um, and and it, unfortunately, it gets turned around the end, and I'm sure he doesn't. I think he slowed down too much. I, I saw the it. replay. Andrew sent a replay out. I'm convinced that he slowed down too much. But they get, well, that's they, usually what happens. Weren't you they, slow down uh, more than the guy in front of you. <laughs> weren't they too wide already, though? Like oh, they the guy, were. Oh. The 77 was inside somebody else. Anytime the third guy to the party tries to go down the inside when the guy's already on the bottom, there's going to be a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but, yeah. that, that they got to be careful when you're inside on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Narrows up real yeah. fast. Real fast. You hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get, yeah. and you usually get inside somebody else, and then it gets back. <sighs> Not Jeez, good. Sorry about that, Josh. Uh, next time, don't slow down so much. You won't get get it in the rear. Bulldoze the guy you're trying to pass. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Chase Elliott returns to the track this weekend after a one-race suspension and says, not everybody is perfect and mistakes are going to be made. You're going to have tough times, and I'm not proud of it by any means. TJ. Um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing I'm spot on for – was it a week later? Finally weeks, hearing yeah. about it. Yeah, so more than that, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's good to see it's good to see Chase open up about it a little bit and, and talk about it. I honestly didn't think he was going to say anything. So, um, good to see him something come from it, and looks like he's moved on. I didn't see his comments. This is literally the only quote I've seen. I did see a tweet about it that he was very candid for 11 minutes and answered all the questions. To TJ's point, I, I do appreciate that. Um, what I want to see now happen is these guys tell the truth in interviews and NASCAR not punish them. I don't think Denny Hamlin should be fined. I don't think, you know, Chase Elliott, he got out of the car and acted like, well, once you hit the wall, you can't drive these things. Man, when you right rear somebody, you should literally be embarrassed. I don't care. After the fact, you should be like, man, I screwed up. I got mad and I did something really stupid. And if NASCAR comes down on me, I get it. Yeah. I know why because I like I am tired of being lied to. And, and it's not Ryan Priest's fault, but oh. he lied to us. It's point condescending, blank. you know. Like, he, he lied to us. He lied to the fans. He lied to everybody because in the past, to. if you do that, you get in trouble. So don't tell the truth. You get in trouble. Let these mother tell us the truth. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean God. it's 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 insulting to your intelligence as a fan. Like some people haven't been watching racing forever but anybody that's watched cup racing for the last five years or so knows that ryan priest 
was was retaliating retaliating against, against yep. Kyle Larson, and then he has to get out of the car and just act like an idiot. Like, ah, uh, Bob, what do you mean? I don't well, know. I mean, the I other, run, I think I both of them dirt. did because the other one retaliated oh. the same way and then said his steering was broke, but ran two laps and drove it to the holler. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, but that's the point. Like, just let them do, like, let, uh, them, let them be themselves, yeah. and, and the people will appreciate it, and you'll get to see a lot more personality out of these guys. Right now, there's guys we've talked to, like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Nah, uh nope. There's no telling what I can say on there and get me in trouble. Like, so you can't like that. That's a major issue when you're kind of putting a muzzle on. We're already people just begging for people to show more personality and see more of these drivers. And now they can't be themselves because of they're in, living in fear of what NASCAR might do to them if they're honest and tell the truth about what happened on the racetrack. Here's this is a good time to say this. Oh God. There's a lot of times where, to Freddie's point, there. Listen, I would love to have Chase Elliott on this podcast. I think there's. No chance he'd come on here. Zero percent chance. Carson's over there going, no, no no chance. We talk about people who give us to talk about. Okay, that's a fact. This is a good point. Carson Hosovar. How much have we talked about Carson Hosovar? We, I don't know about we, you, maybe. Yeah, most of us, you. Brett and the mouse I have probably talked to you. Hey, but but, uh, to that point, to what I told Noah back in the day, if you don't do dumb, we don't have anything to talk about. But guess who came on the podcast? Noah. 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 Yeah. Guess who else is coming on the podcast? Yeah, I know. Carson Hosovar is coming on this podcast during the month of July. Are you actually going to be here? 100%. What about that heckler I'm, in Charlotte? Is he coming too? <laughs> I, oh, I'm 100% going to The guy be you were going to fight in the crowd. I'm excited <laughs> that Carson's hey, going to be here. We talked about this last week with that interview he did. Like That was the first step I've seen to Carson Hosovar maturing in a, in a big way from everything in, pre, in the past. Pretty yeah. sure he went and tried to run the dream this last week. He did. He was too. there. I don't know how he did. Carson had, uh, Carson. I have no clue. Carson had Carson do. Yeah. I actually I no think he was really close to making the race. The whole, That's like, impressive. Yeah. He actually had, from what I saw, and I don't know, but it seems like he was just outside of the transfer spot. My point is, we welcome all walks of life in here on this show. Mike Joy, we, had a pro- we didn't have a problem with him. We, we had some disagreements disagreements about what he was saying versus what was happening. And we thought he was talking about Noah, and he said he wasn't talking about Noah. We bring him on here. Obviously, he was on a Zoom, but like – we, we want to have guests. We want guys to feel welcome on here and be able to come in here and say what they think. And listen, sometimes we say stuff that it's rare, but we say stuff that isn't right. Mainly you. Most of the time, it's all right. <laughs> but anyway. Just depends who you ask. Anyway, Carson. Okay. Cup Series drivers dominated most of the debut NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Sonoma. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Uh, Spot off. Um, I, I felt like this was back in the – early you know mid late 2000s early 2010s where it's you know the cup guys were winning all the races and i was actually having a, a uh my buddy our buddy dave DeRosa. i don't know if you remember him uh he was the guy we met at big house he's buddy of noah's uh he he uh he was asking me about you know they're uh, he had a group of friends with him and he's talking about cup guys not running the xfinity races anymore and i said well like you're gonna see it today like kyle larson's gonna unless something happens which something happened i said he's gonna dominate this race and then there's gonna be other guys up there whoever uh ty gibbs um eric obviously wins the race you know them guys and i don't know what it looked like on tv but i'm sure they had to highlight those guys because they were the only ones up front it was a four-man show yeah and it was it's unfortunate and i don't know that i feel like going to a place where cup has been running and xfinity hasn't you probably should not let the cup guys run. You know, I, I don't. I have less of. A, I have more of a problem with that than 
we go somewhere where Xfinity's been running and Cup hasn't, and you don't let the Cup yeah, guys run. Yeah, they had run. a huge advantage there yeah, I mean, from they the had, get-go. Yeah, like you could see. It was inc- like they were – Larson – Like your guy, first laps on the track, probably – well, he might have run the truck race there last he year. He ran truck race there last year. Yeah, but my yeah. guy had never been on the place. So. Yeah. Well, what Freddie's alluding to is you have guys that have run hundreds, if not thousands of laps around Sonoma. It's thousands. It's versus thousands. guys it's that thousands. have run zero. Zero. Never even so who do you think is going to do better? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Going forward, if that's an option to, like, let's not let these cup guys come in and dominate. But it is what it is. They're, they're within the parameters of the rules that they have now. But, yeah, they for sure they for sure dominated mm-hmm. right up until Larson. He, he kind of How about the lead he had in the beginning? He was – I looked at the – I didn't. I wasn't there for practice on Friday. But I got – when we landed, I looked. And his average lap time was seven – almost seven-tenths faster than the field. Average. He was oh. a, he was one point two seconds faster. Yeah, he was gone on the on the on the fast lap, but his average mm-hmm. was over a half a second faster than everybody. And he, I thought he was out there just kind of rolling around. AJ AJ could kind of maintain pace with him, but I think yeah. Kyle was probably just saving his stuff at that point. Yeah, um, but it was. I think AJ was definitely at his limit of he couldn't go any faster. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <clears throat> in the race, I mean, he just like it was like three quarters of a track in front of everybody. Yeah. It was, it, and then, but like that's why they run the races out because you saw what happened. He, you know, uh, Suarez and the twenty nine, which I think was Alex LeBay, they stay out. LeBay, I think, was out of tires, or they were trying to get a set mounted up, and they didn't get it in time, so they were yeah. out of tires. And then Suarez stayed out, just hoping probably for a later caution to put tires on and have an advantage. But I'm assuming that that's how Larson lost control of the race because he didn't get through that restart as well as them other guys. Yeah, he got behind Eric and he rode behind him for five six seven eight laps or whatever then you know he had that incident in in um 11 which i i mean if there was four or five more laps he i don't know it might have been it's tough man eric was doing a really good job leading he was once he got the lead i mean larson was running running aj down and then once he hit those tires it was it was kind of over but um that gave me hope for the race on Sunday playing out similar with somebody, you know, with a tire strategy. You're kind of – you got to catch the caution. Yeah, it was cool to see Eric win because what, what did he have? Probably three or four Xfinity wins going into that race. Got a couple cup wins. One at Talladega, rain-shortened. One at New Daytona, Hampshire. Daytona, one Daytona, rain Daytona, shortened. Daytona, rain-shortened. Yeah, I knew we were somewhere to play race. So cool for him to win with his kids there, man. I always like to see that. I will say this, though. Jamie Little yesterday – was uh, kind of hyping up Ty Gibbs for the Sonoma race. Like, he may get his first win today. And I'm like, no, nah, he ain't going to get his first win today at a cup track he's never been on in a cup car. And he's racing animals today. He wasn't racing animals yesterday. So yeah, um, I, it, it's tough to go to some of these places. And, I mean, I'll rattle them off. You ain't going to go to Martinsville in your first ever cup start and win. I don't, you're not going to Martinsville probably in any of your first starts and winning. That place is tough. It's tough. Sonoma, you ain't going to go there in your first ever start in a series, not like not at the cup level, and win. It ain't gonna, yeah. You ain't going to do it at Watkins Glen. Like, there's just certain tracks that are too hard that you have to, to have experience on to compete with these guys. And to your point, man, I, I'm now up south. I, wasn't up, I was upset with the lack of coverage throughout the field on Saturday because I wanted to know how Chandler Smith was doing. I wanted to know how Josh Berry was doing, and they weren't getting any coverage. Well, we were sitting on pit road. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> um, but to now hear you guys say why is frustrating because there's no wonder those four guys kicked the shit out of the rest of them. Yeah. I will say this, though. Daniel Suarez yesterday, he made a screw-up, big screw-up. He was in second gear. And they said on the broadcast that he digressed to the day before and thought he was upshifting by mm. going up from second to third gear, when in reality with this new shifter in the cup car, he went from second gear to first gear. 
Yes. So when you guys saw him have a problem, I, that's yeah. what it was. The day before, he was shifting up from second to third. And the very next day, if you shift up, you downshift. Yeah. So mental screw up. He, yeah, I saw it. Like, there was the first lap, and it was off of seven, I think is what it was, because he was, we were going by him through the S's. Like, he lost all of his track position and never got it back, really. He was back there with us the rest of the day. Um, so, yeah, that one, one issue can ruin your day. And he got more track time, obviously, by running the race on Saturday. But you don't have that mental screw up if you don't run on Saturday. No. And I mean, we saw it. Who was it last year? Denny. I think Denny was the one that blew his stuff up leaving pit road. Like, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, wasn't related to run the Xfinity race, but he was no. leaving pit road and went and did the same thing, second to first and, or third to first or something. I don't remember. I will say it's kind of funny. What what was Eric's banner? Like, what, what team was he racing under this weekend? Uh, that was C? Ryan Seag racing. Yeah. I was told that there was a picture out there with the number 98 chassis, chassis. literally on the car. Yeah, of course. Um, Which is cool, man. I don't care either yeah, way. No. But. And listen, that might be, I don't know what chassis numbers there are. I'm Sieg is, I'm sure Sieg is buying cars from Stuart Haas. So that, yeah. I mean, but I'm, I'm going to assume, like we saw last year with the 07. I'm pretty sure that was a Stuart Haas car. <laughs> you want to bet? It's like that car that Priest won in on a Friday in the Yorker race. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it was, I mean, it's good to see him win. Two cautions and a caution-free stage break open the door for strategy to play out in the Cup Series race. TJ. Uh, yeah, I'm all for the. Um, I'm all for it. I, I just wish the cars were harder harder to drive and there was more natural cautions when guys made mistakes because it's too easy to recover, like we've talked about maybe once or twice before on the show. Um, it's too easy to recover, too easy to make a mistake, and then you know a few years ago that mistake would have cost you ten spots. Now it costs you maybe 10 feet. So I, I just think they, it's, these are supposed to be the, not that these guys, these guys are all phenomenal drivers, but these are supposed to be the hardest cars to drive. Joe Logano said, there's no penalty for overdriving the corner anymore. That should be a huge, that shouldn't be a warning shot to NASCAR. That should be a missile going at NASCAR R and D center this morning, because they have as a driver, Carson, you can't, be held to a standard where you make a mistake and there's no penalty. You agree with that? I agree. I mean, so to, to lay it out, there was there was basically three options yesterday to run the race. You know, we used to see and and Sonoma's a lot different because the tire fall off at Sonoma is a lot more than I think than, we tried we you, were the first one to try something yeah, different. Yeah, you were you were the, you were the, so there was you could run a two-stop strategy which meant you were pitting every 36 laps and that just wasn't going to work because you were going to your fall off was way too much. You weren't going to be able to run a fuel a full fuel run. Um the, the the seemed like what people were going to split on was a three stop or a four stop, which a, a three stop you'd pit every 28 ish laps, a three stop you're going to pit every 22 laps or so. And I think that's what TJ, you actually were way early the first time. <clears throat> yeah, we time. came you early like the first time. 17 just, or something. Just see like what that. would happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that in, if it plays out, you know, and, and that's what I like about this. And I was kind of like, we get to be in that race and we're getting strung out and it's we passed the first stage and there's no caution. And I'm like, Man, maybe maybe I should rethink this whole no stage caution thing because this is boring as. <laughs> but then, like once it once it's you see it start to play out, and you know now you see different strategies because guys are you know you see a little different strategies with the stages because guys were chasing points versus pitting to for track position. Yeah. But you kind of never just you know it was will, are you willing to risk the whole field to to get a couple points? Um, but now you see like naturally playing out, guys would come at twenty two, then guys ran long. We were running long till twenty eight. And the three stop was, I think, going to work out. What 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 flipped the three stop though was that stage that that caution for I think there was a, was that the, the tire, tire, the tire, yeah. the tire. That was road. the the four stop guys who pit earlier. They came, 
and then the, the caution fell between the four and the three strategy. Yeah. So now all Just the save guys like Logano. Yeah. It, the, the eight Logano. There's like seven or eight guys. I think you guys stayed out, but like. You probably had a little bit older tires, so we did. We were, fell. We were just trying to get stage points. Yeah, they fell a little bit harder than some, but then you know it was just that when you have a caution like that, that's the the risk you're taking. Like I think the three stop strategy was faster. Like just overall was going to work out, and it's the strategy Truex is on, and he and he made it work obviously. But you know you run that risk of if that caution comes out after mm-hmm. them them guys pit, now you're you know you're going to cycle behind them and have to go through traffic, which you know you saw some of them guys come. Truex came through traffic and got back to the front. Um, Busher got back up there. McDowell was McDowell was I thought the best forward all day long yesterday. Hands which down is ironic. I actually think he gets at, the, at the, the end of the race, uh, I think Chris was faster than him. He ran. Oh him yeah, down. he ran him down. But I'm if just they saying, could had a restart with the 19 and 17, they might have had a pretty good race at the yeah. end. Throughout the race, the 34 I thought was the best forward on the racetrack. But he, like, was, he was good enough to contend to win. Yeah, yeah. and and you but like those three drove back to the front, but then you seen a guy like Denny who was up there with Martin. He never, you know, he kind of lost some spots. On, on, he had a, uh, he came out of the pits probably, I don't know, 14th, 12th, 14th ish, and never really got back up in there much and before he wrecked. And then, you know, but then there are some guys also, the eight and the 22 stay out. They maintain a lot better than some of the other guys. So it was just, it was good to see yeah. a mixed strategy and, and guys having to do different things where you can't just plan your entire race around, okay, we know the caution's coming out here. We know the caution's coming out here. We're going to do one of two different things and, and make it work. So it is, it is so hard. It's almost impossible. It's, it's, it's a unicorn, but you're not going to win a cup race with a pit crew that's not exceptional. There's too many pit stops, and once you get behind, you can't make it up. And once McDowell come off, I mean, he was like running third or fourth. Once he come off ninth or tenth or whatever it was, he's done. Yeah. I, I, Martin Truex, I, if they'd have had a bad stop, which they didn't, he's he's probably done I at think, that point. I, text, I think it was you that I texted yesterday, and I said, if we never had to come down pit road today, I think Michael McDowell could very easily win this race. And that's not really – I don't want to sound like it's a knock on the 34 crew, but it – they're not going to consistently beat the 19 off pit road. I don't think they're not. No you, chance. Like you know, so they might beat them one out of ten times. Yeah. So might you know you have one little slip and you you lose four or five spots on pit road. And that, that slip is to lose that many yeah, spots is, is so small. Yeah, too. especially now because the pit stop I seen yesterday they said uh, I think it was Kyle's team busted off like a Kyle Busch they was like a nine one or something like Jeez. that. So like I mean if you do a, if you're a nine six like you just lost. Car links. You, you know, couldn't even run around the car nine seconds, much less change no. tire, jack it up, put <laughs> gas in it. And, I mean, Jesus. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, bud, it's time for the A-Main. Hey, let's do a little DBC A main. Did you guys see um, Carson Macedo's accident at Knoxville? Yeah. I did. I was actually watching it live on Dirt Vision, and it was spectacular. I was really worried. Uh, big props to the safety crews that I'm telling you, they were there, and I don't even think he was done stopped at for about four seconds, and there was already almost a car pulling up there, stopping at his yeah. car. Knoxville so, has the best safety crew, hands down. Unreal. To, to, break, yeah. to break it down for Brett, probably didn't get to see this. He was kind of tied up all weekend. So Carson's in the middle of three and four. Just thing hooks a dead right, Ooh. pounds the fence, 
flips up, lands first land. Looked like the first impact was tail tank, bust the, the the fuel tank. Yeah. As soon as he comes to a rest, thing erupts in flames. Oh. And, and he's out. So now he's knocked out. Yeah. It seemed like, For like yes, 30, he was 30 seconds. He was sitting yeah. in there just burning. Just burning. Yeah. Yeah. And he's okay. Brett. He only, I think he only ended up with burns like on his neck and chest and uh, he was able to walk out of the hospital and everything. Yeah. To TJ's Holy point, you'll cow. see in the video, Brett, like oh, the, 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 the crew's there before the cars stop yeah. moving. Guys like Geo Selzy. Yeah. Geo Selzy yeah. based in uh, Brad Sweet. They jumped out of their cars, dove in there. I mean, I seen one time Geo's on fire. They're, they're like, he's in there trying to, and they, when he walks away from the car, he's literally on fire. Um, they're yeah. spraying him. It's with amazing the these guys can get out of their cars that fast yeah. and get somewhere. Well, I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, thank God Carson's okay. Yeah. Um, Released from the hospital later that night. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, bra- the bravery shown to buckle in these cars is insane. The bravery shown to dive into a fire to save your buddy. That's uh, even more insane. It was, it yeah. Was, it, was, it was, it was scary to watch, but it's uh, luckily. It's rare we have somebody with Carson's talent. And I don't want to make her head blow up right now, but. <laughs> Well, like, we don't have a lot of dirt racers that come in here. That like, What's it like flipping in those things? It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Oh, you were talking about concussions earlier. It hurts. Um, I mean, I've never raced a sprint car, like a wing sprint car. Um, I probably would never. They look like they would scare the hell out of me. Um, but, man, flipping a midget, it's... It hurts. It, I think it, I'd rather flip something with a wing than a midget. Yeah, because, well, I mean, yeah, back when I was racing outlaw cards, you know, it's kind of like a shrunk down version of a 410. Um, and so the wing does help a lot with cushioning the, the blow a little bit. But um, flipping a non-wing sprint car or a midget, I mean, it's, you're, you're beat up. I've got pictures of, you know, the insane baseball-sized bruises I would have. I mean, that stuff Holy hurts. Cow. I can't remember ever, like, I feel like when you wrecked, you, I crashed you, it, you I crashed because right. like every like I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you wrecked a lot. No, but it was but never it was, small. When yeah, I wrecked, it was never, it was never, was never like, small. Every time it was like a holy <laughs> moment. It was like a I can't believe she's alive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it what's what's small. it like climbing into those cars knowing you might flip like that? Like, is it in the back of your mind, or you just try to block it? I mean, I won't lie. Towards the end of of when I was racing, I had you know like Freddie's talking about like a couple of those big crashes. Um, I, I started to get like I will say I started to get scared. You know, I was I was like, man, is this is this worth it? Is it worth you know bonking my head all the time? And um, but I mean, usually other than that, you're just so in the heat of it all, and it's so much fun that once you're on the racetrack, you know, you're you're not thinking about any of that. Yeah. I thought that there there's a really good like I think it's four or five part documentary series to called flow. Dirt, yeah. on, and uh, it was they they talked to. One of the guys in the show is uh, my buddy Tyler Courtney, and he was he grew up on Brian Clawson's crew, you know, and, yeah, and right, that's kind of wow. where he got started with them guys. And then yeah. he obviously was always racing himself, but that's kind of like you know he was on the road with them guys, traveling, working on Brian's car, and then they just talked to him about you know like now this is what you do for you. Seen you know unfortunately Brian was killed in a wreck at Belleville in a, in a midget. And, you know, now this is your you, – he stepped in. He drives the Clawson Marshall sprint car, which, uh, you know, Tim Clawson, Brian's dad owns, part owner of it at least. And, uh, you know, they asked him about it. He's like, well, you know, it's there, but it just it's, it, 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 you can't that you can't let that affect the way you drive a race car because obviously you wouldn't be as good you as be you good. are. Yeah, you, you suck. I got to so, ask you this too, Carson, before we move on. So you grew up watching your uncle's race. I don't know what that's like because my uncles didn't race cars at the the top level like Carrie and and Dale have. What's it like watching your brother race? Oh my gosh, I I feel like 
he's preparing me for like if I ever have a kid that races. Like he, I get so nervous. Me and my mom, it's probably quite comical to everybody that's in the grandstands at Millbridge because my mom and I are losing it sometimes. Because I mean, we're we're out there one week and he's throwing sliders on Kyle Busch and Cannon McIntosh and I mean, and not not giving them an inch to spare. And it's so fun to watch him and I'm so proud of him. But man. I get nervous. I don't, I'm probably not near as nervous as my mom, but it's it's weird. I just look at him. I'm like, I can't believe my little tiny brother's in there driving that race car. <laughs> and he does a phenomenal job. He's he a boss. Yeah. The best thing about Wyatt is he he knows that he's good, but he's not like he's not an about it. Like he's like he's just having fun. He's humble, and he thinks it's like he's like just wants to go hang out with his buddies and and run around on the playground when he's not racing at the racetrack and. Um, he knows he's fast. He knows that, you know, he's got the confidence that, you know, he can go out there and win, but he's, he's so nonchalant about it. Yeah. He, he, he's driving for Chad pretty much all the time now, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. Chad's car. So yeah. thank God Casey's not here to, to blow up Chad Bode or CBI. Whatever <laughs> it is. CB Wait, is this where I do a CBI plus? This is where you do the CBI commercial. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the, have we reached our Millbridge minimum for the day? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I think it's time for a little reaction theater. Hello, and welcome to tonight's sleep meditation brought to you by the Toyota Safe Mart 350, where there's no action, nothing to excite you or raise your heart rate. We're just going to put you right to sleep in no time. Thank you for joining me. Now let's begin. Um. That's pretty good. That's a full production. I thought he was wow. going to go. I thought when he said, let's get begin, I thought that, that was I think that's long. when you go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, interesting. Uh, he, he had your uh, 900. Yeah, he voice. did. He was trying. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. This is meditation. That would be a good uh, good intro for a sleep study right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next one, these next few are about people's reactions to the new phone number. Freddie Kraft, you are a son of a I was fully expecting this to be Brett Griffin's phone number. And I get angry. Are you f***ing kidding me? I did not hear Brett's voicemail after calling this, so I am very disappointed. <laughs> we might have said we were going to give him your phone number last week. Yeah, I might want to go ahead and tell him that. Because we could forward, we could I forward heard, your I heard you guys say that. Graham did a great job on the show, by the way. I enjoyed him. I thought you guys were pretty wimpy on the whole Jeb and, and Chandler thing. Y'all didn't really... <laughs> blast anybody y'all were very politically correct and then the whole Austin Cindric thing I me mean, y'all's take was terrible y'all were insinuating that he should be listen he had some hooked him I don't care what happened he, I mean he didn't I don't think it was egregious yeah. enough to get a penalty maybe but he, and I don't know what you're looking at him. I don't know what you're looking at the only thing that saves him is the three car moving up a tiny bit to get to the corner yeah. but if you compare that lap to the previous to, lap to any other laps those steering traces don't line up very well at all. I don't know who turns left at well, the end of the pit wall. I'm glad y'all excited about it this week because last week y'all were no, not. I, I tried to prove my case, but they didn't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't any different. I, my buddy one time, he gave somebody my phone number, and this has been years ago, but he gave somebody my phone number that I went to high school with, and that person started asking me for stuff. Can I get garage passes to here? Can I get? So I tweeted his phone number out. I was like, since you're going to give my phone number to somebody that didn't shouldn't have had it, then I'm going to tweet your phone number. And when I tweeted it, I said something like, this is Clint Boyer's phone number or Dale Jr.'s <laughs> phone number. And he called me. He's like, what the f did you do? And I was like, I tweeted your phone number. He said, well, I don't understand why. I was like, because you gave my phone number out. I figured I'd give your phone number out. I've, 
I've seen a bunch of like these guys do that with Craigslist ads. Like they'll like you know list this really nice mm-hmm. car for like a thousand dollars. Yeah, and then put some their buddy's phone number there, so they just get called. Yeah. Hey, I'm interested in that car, and you're like, like I've had people change their numbers mm. because of it. I, I did do this too to my brother uh, Tony. This has been about a decade ago, but I was like, you know what? It'd be funny if everybody just texts my brother happy birthday. So I tweeted out my brother's phone number. I was like, here's my brother's phone number. Give him a give him a happy birthday text. <laughs> And oh it blew his I, had, I, had, I was listening. I seen some TikTok the other day, and I think it was maybe Theo Vaughn or somebody. He has a fantastic idea, and there's a hundred percent chance I'm going to do this. He said he just types in like seven or eight random phone numbers, yeah, and then posts a picture of like he go Google images of some kid with a trophy and goes, "Hey everybody, Russell won today." And then, <laughs> and oh, then he I've said, seen this he before. Said it's like the, the yeah. responses are like. You know, it's obviously nobody he knows. It's just random numbers. And he's like, hey, way to go, Russell. And then some people are like, get me off this f***ing thread. You know, like, he said it's just a mixed bag of responses. That's awesome. So that has to be a pain. Oh, dude. To have to change your phone number. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, because there's... Especially I, somebody like Somebody him. had me look at the other day, and I don't know how to do it, but there are 1,700 contacts in my phone. What? Yeah, because this guy I did a deal with a coffee guy, and he's like, I have less than 100 contacts in my phone. I was like, I have no idea how many I've got. And there's over 1,700 contacts. So you got to tell all them people you got a new phone number. God. Like, And then they're going to send back, thank you. I have don't text me back, thank you. Like, now you're creating a... I have 1,400. I just looked. <laughs> I got 1,100. 1,433. How many did you have? 1,700. 1,305. But when you tell those people, hey, I got a new number, and they all say, like, okay, I got you. Now you got 1,700 unwanted text messages. It's a lot more than I thought I was going to have. No, I thought like I was going to have like 600 That's a good time to just like clear it out. Like just if you don't yeah. want to have your phone number, don't, yeah. don't just get, start over. Ugh. Don't do it. Anyway, yeah. I can assist you with a new number, Brett. <laughs> Simply let me post your number on Twitter here. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. This next one is short and sweet. Garage 66, passing all those Giro jobs. <laughs> yeah, Freebird, baby. <laughs> free bird. Play Freebird. Play Freebird. <laughs> when you go to Nashville, which obviously we're going there in two weeks, that is a $100 song because people are always on Freebird. Yeah. They're like, give me 100 bucks, I'll play it's it. Freebird and what? Devil went down to Georgia, yeah. the two $100 songs. $100 songs. Uh, I mean, that's cool they did that in Lamont. That was cool, right? Yeah. yeah I didn't no. follow it along. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It sounds not, like they were pretty good, minus a couple mechanical issues. Some, I, I think they had like a transaxle issue that it took a little yeah, while to fix. Yeah, a gearbox issue yeah. as well. What class were they in? Like, who were they Their racing? Their own class. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. They were They were compared to like, what was like GTLM or some Yeah. Like yeah, uh, yeah, LM. They were faster than they thought they were going to be because they were supposed to start scratch, I think, and then... The, that class that they were close to, they were much faster than. So they're like, well, we don't want this some bitch. Did you see the pictures of the car on the track? Like three it, times it the looks size like of a the tank. rest of the cars. So they were like, we don't want him buzzing through traffic. Like, let him just start in front of us <laughs> yeah. and we'll go, you know, then we'll go. Right. <laughs> How about the the straightaway sound? There's like all these, all these, whatever, GP or what do they call them? The fast ones. Yeah, the proto- like, prototype or whatever. They go by. Then all of a sudden this thing comes, the, the net. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> Can you tell which one is, uh, <laughs> You tell which one the NASCAR was. The NASCAR. The, the NASCAR. NASCAR. Or whatever. The it is. National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. That's 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 you the, can tell which uh, one that was. The cup car. Yeah. People don't understand an acronym. It does not def- it does not identify a vehicle at all. <laughs> How is all right. that hard to understand? It's more fun to say NASCARs. Though. It is, like, man, because going like, to watch NASCARs race. Yeah. God, that's so it's ignorant. It's just goofy. There ain't a more ignorant statement can be made. And I don't. I'm not. Brent, you watch the NASCARs all weekend. I, <laughs> I didn't watch. I've not watched NASCARs <laughs> race in my life. Not one. <laughs> Time. Yes, you have. You've watched a NASCAR race. I have. I've watched NASCAR vehicles race. Yes. 
<laughs> if you qualify the the word a little bit better, you can make it make sense. If you say the NASCARs, <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> NASCAR can be a, a verb, an adjective, and a noun, Clearly. like the word. F- yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Great. That's pretty cool. I mean, uh, <laughs> who we got? Brett's NASCARs weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Summer has come to pass, and I ain't seen a single pass. Wake me up when Sonoma ends. <laughs> <laughs> That's creative. Uh, People are excited about this week's race. <laughs> did, we, did we get a? How, I mean, is this, is this these all voicemails or like majority? Uh, there are a few <laughs> still on Anchor because I know the song quality is better on Anchor. Yeah, so I'll still it's... check if you want to send your songs. Was Sonoma a good race? Jeff Gluck's poll right now. There have been twelve thousand ish votes, almost thirteen thousand votes, and it's trending no. It's fifty six percent no, forty four percent yes. I I didn't think it was a bad race. You have to enjoy road course racing like like that it, it's a different animal like for us for me i thought that was a great race because you're going to see strategies play out people want to see restarts people want to see action so that they are going to lend themselves more to stage breaks because yeah. they want the restarts i feel like when sonoma started getting hyped is when and i don't know the year i'm not gonna pretend to know the year i feel like when it started getting hyped is when tony stewart and brian vickers got into it and Brian Vickers <laughs> went into turn tire. 11 and turned Tony Stewart upside down. Parked like, him on the tires. He t- parked him on the tires. Like, and, and look, even if you look back, like I remember Jerry Nadeau uh, back in the day when he drove for Dan Marino in that 13 car. You know, he wrecked really big in the S's. Like, I feel like that's kind of the, the time when people were like, man, Sonoma is so awesome. And it was only two on the schedule. Now Sonoma's not really special anymore. And that certainly wasn't a special race yesterday by any means. But it's not the track's fault. No, it's not the track no. at all. That track's a great track. Yeah, and you would see more cautions if these guys, if we talked about what Joe Logano said, if there was a penalty for overdriving. Much better configuration this time than the oh. carousel. If, if you love YouTube, like some of us do, Google those two wrecks because they're both amazing. They're insane. <clears throat> I mean, you could also Google the time that, that Del Jr. parked Matt Kenseth over there in the S's. He put him up on the tires. Well, they're supposed to be buddies. Why was he slipped up, man? Um, you don't do that to your buddy. They were just racing. But, I mean, how many wrecks have you seen them tires on the right-hand side in the S's? Oh, tons. Exactly. Yeah, tons. But now they're like these guys. And we got, we got a lot of young guys in this field, too. Like a lot of young up-and-coming guys. For sure. Like, and, man, I can't even imagine trying to handle them cars back then. You know what I mean? Like they were on edge. It's not the track, though. Well, if you decide to call back and not listen to Brett, <laughs> you can leave an audio message 24-7 at our new number, 704-802-9572, or go to anchor.fm slash doorbumperclear and click that message icon. We'll play the best ones each week on the show. All right, we're going to move on to Ask DBC. Uh, you can send in your questions each week on Twitter using hashtag AskDBC, and we'll answer the best ones. Uh, so from Alex, we have, what if anything from the Garage 56 car might be implemented into the next gen car? They had to have learned something from that that might apply in Cup. Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I doubt it. I mean, there may be some small, very subtle things, but the car had way more horsepower, different, a completely different braking package. It was much lighter, 500 pounds lighter here, it says. 
Um, so, I mean, there's, I mean, if you look at them side by side, they really don't even look the same. The bodies are kind of not really similar. And, yeah. and they did that. They had to get to a certain threshold of speed themselves to get approved Into to run show, the race. Yeah. So, you know, they had to change a lot of stuff to get there. So I don't, I mean, there may be some very, very small intricacies that they learned to, to <laughs> until we them. start racing this car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we run this one, they'll, they'll have a big head start, but I don't think there was a lot to learn from this race. Okay, from Tyler. Is it a coincidence that Ross has been a non-factor since Darlington after Justin Marks said he was going to talk with him? Go ahead, BGZ. Um, I actually had in my notes that, you know, Ross has been ran- – I mean, Ross Chastain was the biggest topic on Door Bumper Clear every single week, week in and week out, from the time we started Daytona until Justin Marks sat him down. And whatever they said to him slowed him down. They've changed his aggression. They've changed his speed. Like they're going to have to turn this guy back loose, or he ain't get, he he's not going to be competitive. No, his 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 average finish before Darlington was eleventh, eleventh, twelve, somewhere between there, like eleven six or something like that. His average finish since Darlington is twenty first. Wow. Wow. Um, and it was that's a top ten yesterday too. He came, I, I which he wasn't very competitive yesterday, but you yeah. know he, he played the right cards and and got a top ten out of it. I don't know if it's just him though. I don't think uh, that the, helped. The car is something's they, going on with the car. Ever since Dover, ever since Dover, to me, they haven't had the same speed. And I don't know that, you know, this is obviously internal stuff over there, which, you know, I'm sure. The 99 won this race last year. Yeah. And they weren't, I mean, well, he he never got back up there because of his mistake. But, you know, you talk about, you talk about the stuff leading up to that talk. And I'm, I'm not really sure that the talk was warranted, you know, because you look at it and he was making mistakes, but like the deal with Brennan Poole at, at Dover. Dover was an accident. You know, it wasn't malicious. He didn't drive in there to, to run Brennan yeah. Poole over. He Brennan Poole it. lifted before he thought he was going. He was on, a, on his bumper. He turned him. You know, the next one, we all sat on here after Talladega and agreed that Ross didn't know anything wrong. Noah mo- lo- let the door open. Ross filled it. Then Talladega, I mean, uh, Darlington, he's going for the win. Now he, he misjudged and made a mistake, but it wasn't like he was just out of control Martin trying Truex, to wreck people. Chase Elliott did the same yeah. thing going for the win. You know, Are and, they, do they need to talk to? No, and, you know, and I think it was a direct result of Rick Hendrick publicly speaking out, saying, you know, I'm kind of tired of this guy wrecking my race cars, and I've kind of given my guys the green light to, you know, they got to handle it themselves. And, I, I, you know, I – I don't know, like I like to TJ's point, they haven't been fast. There was uh, where, where Charlotte, they were awful. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, if there this isn't. A problem. I don't this, think this is just a I, Ross I not going after I think it. it's, you know, it's just a coincidence I'm gonna maybe. I'm going to tell you guys something. Though. Yesterday, he, yesterday going into seven, he had a couple opportunities to be aggressive and be Ross. He didn't take them. Yeah. It, it's, I just like to, the, the reasoning. I know publicly you have to say this because everybody's, you know, we, we fall into the trap of the don't give a to where we kind of we we play with that and have a lot of fun with it i don't think ross does almost anything maliciously i think he makes a lot of mistakes at times and and does stuff you know i don't think he's like going in there going you know i'm gonna wreck this 15 car dover yeah or yeah, denny like, at, at, it, at like, gateway he didn't want to he didn't want to take him so out of the race it's just you know it, yeah, but, but, it, but but let's say this you're saying his instincts were causing him to make mistakes You've now reined back his instincts. He's and, consciously and having to, as at. a race car driver, keep in mind that Mr. Hendrick bashed me. Denny Hamlin had a feud with me. My owner has sat me down and slapped me on the wrist. You, you've changed the way this guy yeah, races. And that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm getting at. I don't think that that conversation was warranted. And if it was warranted, I don't think it needed to be made public. 
you know, that you had. Like I, it, That seemed like a, just a knee-jerk reaction to Rick Hendrick yeah. making his comment. I, I think mean, I'm going to call him, if I'm Justin Marks, Ty Norris, whomever had the power to have that conversation, and say, hey, I'm taking it all back. Never mind. Go back to yeah. who you were because I don't like this guy. In all those situations, though, the car had more speed. Yeah. And the car hasn't had the speed that it's had since – since Darlington, but really. I, I just—it's—I it, mean, I don't know if it's—can it be that coincidental though that that we uh, all of a sudden like you just slow down ten spots average? Ross has always been faster than Suarez. It ain't like it just all of a sudden. I mean, obviously last year Sonoma Suarez had a great race. He won a race, but Ross traditionally is always faster and and higher in the rankings than Suarez. Ross ain't fast. No, I don't think it's all car. I think it's. I think it's. I think it. Well, I, I think the nine nines had more speed earlier this year too. And he's only had – he had a little bit of speed at Gateway but never did anything with it. Got to realize, too, man, you feed off of each other. You help each other. You help each other with setups, what you're feeling in the car. Like, if you're not running it as hard as you can run it, it's going to feel different than if you run it as hard as you can run it. <clears throat> I, I just think you go back and take it back. Hey, man, we screwed up. We, we, I mean, we, we take it back. Yeah, back Even in practice. People's people, people going to be listening to this going, man, you guys are wrong. They didn't – whatever they said to Ross. In practice, though, so you go out there, by, he was top five on the board almost every week. He's not even close to it right now. If it didn't screw him up, it sure looks like it publicly. Agreed. I mean, I even talked to another driver about it a couple weeks ago, and they were like, yeah, he sure is racing differently. So, yeah, I, mean, I know this used to be Ross bumper clear, and then we had to change it back. It was. I mean, it, again, we, he, we talked about him more than any other driver on the show. And I enjoyed it. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. Go back to doing dumb and being aggressive yeah, and winning races and having hauling ass. We talk about not doing dumb. So we have to please start doing dumb. We got something to talk about. <laughs> if he'd done something dumb yesterday, Sonoma would have been a better race. Yeah. One guy did. Oh, Who? Yeah. Freddie's probably what an idiot for the week. Probably. I was gonna say. Speaking oh, of dumb, I can't <laughs> wait to hear. Who do we have for what an idiot this week? Uh well, I would like to give it to one guy, but he's great, so I can't give it to oh, him. Oh, what a wuss! <laughs> what a chicken! And then he was going to win your what an idiot? I don't know what you're talking about. But um, so I'm going to give it to somebody else, and I hope this big son don't listen to this podcast. Oh, God. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, he Sha- listens. Shaquille O'Neal was a no-show for the pre-race concert, and then they had to do a post-race because <laughs> he was late. Dang. Well, when you Shaquille O'Neal, you guess what you do. Whatever the you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably got stuck in that traffic outside uh, the track. Was, you know, I, I was kind of bummed out because I was hanging around the hauler and Bubba's like, I think Shaq might be coming over here. And I'm like, well, I ain't leaving. Like, I'm a, I'll am i be late. Uh, I'm a, somebody's got to check in spotter stand. And then I obviously had to go up. Dude, but, he is gigantic. But I mean, you think he was mad? You like, think he's big? <laughs> he, I wanted to see, Bubba said they wanted to do a picture where uh, it was Reddick standing in front of Bubba and Shaq just steps over Reddick to say oh hi to Bubba. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> I can't he imagine could. what that picture looked like. He could. There's three kinds of people with money. There's <laughs> golf money. There's <laughs> you money. And then there's <laughs> everybody money. Yeah, Shaq's, not Shaq's a, got the F everybody yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, and you got to, you know, he had to be pissed because he probably was planning on coming there, knocking that out pre-race. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had to sit there the whole race and then do the concert after the race. Because We were coming down the hill and I'm like, you know, driving out after the race is over, and they were announcing, "All right, everybody, hang out here for the shack." Did with DJ Diesel or whatever he called himself. Yeah. And I'm like, I said to Nick, who was riding with me, I said, "I thought they were doing that earlier." He said, "Yeah, he didn't, he didn't make it earlier, so they're doing it." After I, they the probably race paid him a pretty coin too, oh, I'm dude. Sure. He could. It's all he could do to get in the lounge of a truck. Oh, I'm I mean sure. the lounge because yeah. when he did that deal at Concord, yeah, I remember when y'all did. Oh something my like gosh, it was unreal. Could you imagine <laughs> getting in bed with a man that big? Yeah, you wouldn't want to play with Shaq's feet in bed. <laughs> He'd have to Imagine how big his toes sick. are. It'd take him that's 10 minutes sick. to get there. His toes are probably like that, that is bigger. That is sick. 
You are a sick individual. I told, Did I we told have a shoe? You. Oh, that was in yeah, the studio. It, no, yeah, yeah his in, shoes in, in... Mike Davis had it in his office. And it... <laughs> You know what they say anyway, about a man with big feet? Anyhow, I'm gonna Stop give Brett, it. I'm gonna give big shoes. He wears big, big shoes. shoes. I'm going to give Brett one idiot for even putting that image in my head. Brett's my one yeah. idiot. Who yep. says that? Imagine Shaq. I mean, I mean I'm just talking about idiot. trying to fit in a lounge. I mean, they had to build a door. This, they actually had to build a door for the race car for Shaq because he couldn't get in. So, but, Who's uh, your one idiot? I mean, I was just going to give it to Denny. He drove into a wall. I mean, I mean, you can. I can't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I mean, you withheld your paycheck for calling him an idiot. <laughs> like, uh, my, uh, hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to call HR. <clears throat> what happened to my check this week? Well, apparently you called Denny an idiot on your podcast. So. I mean, uh, I guess that's a good thing that there, um, there wasn't much action. Like, there wasn't many. Like, nobody bonds out the corners real bad where they just clean punch people out like they normally would do. So... I mean, it's slim pickings on the what an idiots this week. My, my what an idiot is whoever gave you guys an off weekend. I don't think y'all just <laughs> one this year. I think you should race 38 <clears throat> weeks in a row and not have an off weekend. So whomever decided that we deserve an off weekend and then ask our cup schedule. I hope that wrong. same person decides you should do a truck the rest of the I'm year. I'm kind of <laughs> bummed out because like you I'm, should spot a truck. I'm, we're going it would cost a million dollars to get me to spot I'm a truck. I'm going to St. Martin next week or tomorrow. And uh, week. okay, yeah, Noah, you don't know what week it is. <laughs> off season, oh, give me to the off season. I'm okay. counting down the days, and then I'm like, when we get back, though, we race until Thanksgiving. So it's like, uh, that's not that long. I feel no, like we're almost there already. Weeks. It's only been twenty something yeah. weeks in a row. <laughs> I feel like we're almost there, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, where are we at? Sixteen. So there's twenty left. Twenty races. Ah, oh, jeez. I had to ask for the Phoenix schedule the other day. Um, because I needed to know something in terms of my travel. We Actually, already ran there. I got to go to <laughs> I got to go to the FFA convention before I go to Phoenix. And I was like, I need to know when I got to be in Phoenix because I have to spot that weekend. And I was like, you know what? Phoenix might be my favorite race of the year this year. <clears throat> yeah, because the last one. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. What do we got to do now, Carson? You're running this show today. You're doing a phenomenal job. Your preparation is something like I've never seen. What's on your phone? Is it opposite day? <laughs> what are you looking at? Are you Googling Shaq? I, actually. I well, how big are Shaq's feet? <laughs> he played ball at LSU. My buddy's got an LSU shoe signed by Shaq. God, okay. I, I, wish I, had, I wish I had something signed by Shaq. Just go steal the shoe. Yeah, out of I was a Penny Hardaway fan growing up. I'm still a Penny Hardaway fan. I actually have his autograph on a couple things. In my what about Little Penny? Little Penny. Little Penny. Well, those are funny commercials. That was my favorite pair of shoes I ever owned. They were blue and white. Damn, TJ won. TJ won because Michael McDowell's pick crew sucks. Well, my pick didn't win. I'd say that much. What, Custer? I, what happened? I picked Custer because I thought. Like, you thought I, he was still I, in the I, Cup Series? No, I thought uh, we were going to suspend Cindric. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and that made the only chance. Like I was like, I don't know who I'll put in there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference if I picked him or Cindric yesterday. <laughs> so it's a good thing I didn't burn a pick. I don't. I mean, <laughs> Busher's become a road course guy. He's always been a, a pretty good road <clears throat> he course is. racer. He was. I mean, all road courses. What's last his contract year? status? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah. Been negotiating. Yeah. For yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got to go to a meeting I with him after this. I think they signed an extension, but I don't know how long it was. I thought it was last year. I'm curious where he if he's up or not. Somebody will text me after the show and tell me because he's a guy that's. I mean, he's doing a good job. Yeah. Doing a good um, job. Who uh, picks first? Who, let's see. Oh, you need to pick first. Freddy. I know who's not. Me. <laughs> You're on a tear. You're on a tear, Where dude. the hell are we going? Where are you getting your intel from Nashville. this year? Nashville. We're going Lock. to Nashville. Don't, I'll take. Don't pick oh. anybody that likes to have fun because that place will kill you. You can't go to Broadway and then go to the racetrack oh. and be competitive. Let's oh my see. God. Who doesn't like to have fun? 
Pick somebody Chase, really boring. Is Chase Elliott on here? No. I think no. Chase likes to have fun. <laughs> he does. It's, I'm just at this point. I'm just trolling every Chase Elliott fan on the planet. Have. That was in my notes for the Chase Elliott fans to be my what an idiot. The ones that fall victim to literally the stereotyping <laughs> that exists out there. There's oh, so yeah. many of you Chase Elliott fans that are brilliant, smart, I, intellectual human beings, and then there's a small percentage of you these loud mouths, and you just make all the other Chase Elliott fans I look so this, dumb. This one girl, and I'm not going to ever give a name because she's ridiculous but i could not believe <laughs> megan actually the one pointed out to me it's she megan? was going back and forth yeah, it was megan she's going back and forth with a bunch of people during the, the week when he got suspended she's never watching nascar again it's ridiculous oh. and i looked i love when people and say that she had two hundred and one thousand tweets sent wow since 2012 or something like that so i'm like mm. oh that's probably a lot i probably tweet a lot myself yeah. so yeah i'm like how many do i have i have seventeen thousand. Wow. You probably have 25, 30. No, I bet you don't have anything. How do I know? I wanna, it, you, I if look. you go to your if you go to your Twitter page and like go to your actual profile page. Okay, profile. Brett, you have 62,000. Yeah, you have 62,000. Wow. She has How do you know how many I got? It ain't none of your business. It's up I here. have I've like been if you counting. Scroll I have 9,480. Yeah. How many do I have? If you just go on your thing and scroll up, it'll it'll tell you at the top. So she has 201,000. Where's that? Your profile? Yeah. So if you go here, if you go on your profile and then yeah. scroll up, it tells you under your name up there. Oh, I just saw it. Wow. 19,261,000 tweets. So if we added all ours together. We're probably not 100. And she's at 200,000. We, we did the math in the 20th. We, we, we put our engineering staff to really important work one day. Mm. And I said, what's the math on this? She tweeted. She tweets 50 times a day for, since, for 12 years, essentially. Wow! Like I, mm. that's that's, well, I think that's she, crazy pants. I think a lot of that came out at Charlotte. I mean, that was probably four hundred <laughs> times a day. But you know, she. Like, My favorite thing about your engineering staff is how much they love our show. <laughs> they do love. They how love many did you have? Carson? They love the show. Do what? How many did you have? I had nine thousand four hundred oh. something. Like put yeah. to, put to put Twitter came out before she was born. To put it in perspective. Bob Pockris <laughs> has two hundred thousand tweets. That's oh. what, they, they're the same, you know. And I mean, he mm. tweets fifty times a day, probably. I um, look at Twitter analytics from time to time, and they've changed it. So in the last 28 days, my tweet impressions is 7.7 million tweet impressions. 23% it's up. But it doesn't have how much I tweeted, and there used to be another category in there. Now it's just tweet impressions and followers. Uh, I lost my check mark, and I'm pissed. You're pissed? I mean, pay eight bucks. Eight bucks? I'll give you Everybody should have to pay eight bucks. We get rid of all those and morons out there if everybody had to pay eight bucks. I just but to go back well, it's on the so annoying now because I, I, just anybody can can have it like people with like 35 followers can have one so like what's even the point of having it I seen well, a face I, somebody I, I all of a sudden I got a like a series of tweets like yesterday by Dale and I'm like what the fuck is he doing and I looked and it was it was same profile picture same Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. but then it was like D D A L E E oh man you know, all those times Dale Jr. retweeted me it wasn't yeah, really him. him son of so, but like, you don't know anymore which I'm nah. sure I'm sure he probably has to keep his blue check Gosh. but you have to do it for some because you can get scammed like it's I oh. think like the really important people have like a gold one or something like that do they it's for yeah. organizations organizations have like the gold check mark I guess. But you have to pay a mm. thousand for that I think oh. well I'll do it I don't care <laughs> take it out of your mortgage I'll bet <laughs> one month of free rent mom please <laughs> that, that pays for two years of speaking Twitter. of that where's Grey Goose today oh. who's Grey Goose oh, she's off oh Golden Goose dumb <laughs> bless his heart uh, but yeah, anyway her name is Abby to close I know, the, but I like that guy over there. there to close the book on the Chase Elliott fans yes I I, I, I am 100% at this point just trolling you guys on here that go nuts because there's a bunch of them that 
that will sweet out and say, you know, they're right or whatever. <clears throat> uh, but it's it's now just fun to mess with you guys. And I, if you start the conversation by saying I'm not one of them, you are one. Yeah, of them. Yeah, you're the. If you don't know one, you are one. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you picking? I am going <clears> to <throat> pick Kyle Busch. Wow. Mm. Who goes next? Casey picks Chase Elliott. She sucks. Oh, what That's the hell? I, I don't get to pick. pick? No, you can. You can. In a minute. She's got to. We should have just made you pick her pick. I guess I pick next. I was going to pick Chase Elliott. Um, he's going to have to improve from last week. There's only one way to go, and that's uh, Ryan Blaney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's had speed there, though, until his last I year. I think Nashville is one of those tracks where it's kind of like a golf course. Like, if you get there and you fade the ball a little bit, some some courses play, play into your hand a little bit. I think NASCAR has – or Nashville has – with the NASCARs racing there this weekend, next the weekend, NASCARs. Uh, I think it literally plays into certain people's driving styles. I think it's that kind of mile and a half. Agreed. TJ, who you got? Oh, boy. <clears throat> oh, you guys are swinging pretty hard for the fans. Who who did you pick? Elliot? I who picked, picked? No, Chase, Casey picked Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney oh, are off man. the board. You have 47 other people you can pick from. <laughs> I'm going to pick Ricky Stenhouse Jr. There you go. I won with Ricky. I mean, if Ricky's he, got more speed this year. He's Ricky's definitely got a lot of speed. He hangs around there, him so I'm gonna need some help with this one a little bit. But Listen, I, him and Mike Kelly have been together for what 50 years now. Seems like it. <laughs> I mean, they're I think longer than my and parents. And when they get together, they they run well. Brothers from different mothers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what else we got? I don't even remember what the hell else we're doing. Yeah, well, doing y'all are off weekend. TJ, you going on a Disney cruise again? No, absolutely not. I'm not going anywhere. No, you're, you're staying home. Anywhere? No, not going. I thought I'm you were going. What are you doing for Father's Day? Cook out. Where were you going? You're going somewhere. I thought you were flying somewhere straight to the beach. That's uh, Chicago. Oh, oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Carson, yeah. what are you doing this off week? <laughs> it's not an off week for me. I got to go to Dominion Raceway this weekend with the Cars Tour. So, How is the Cars Tour, Carson? Let's talk about that for a second. What, what about it? You enjoy it? it? Like, I, mean, we're, I mean, I know we're having fun. I see it all over the place. It's blown up Cars Tour did have the youngest winner this weekend. Yeah, did 12 they? years old. Oh, it? Yeah, so yeah. 12 Holy cow. Yeah. A 12-year-old? But yeah. Yeah. Not the doing? big. It's the pro he series, wanted, I think. The pro right? late model race. They Still. Just had, yeah. They had pros at Dillon. Yeah. Wow. 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was texting back and forth with Dell Jr. when uh, he and Burton and Harvick, right? That's the three that bought into this thing. And Justin Marks. Um, and Justin Marks, obviously a very smart marketing guy. Um, man, if you can pump the purses up, and pack the stands, that will be a freaking premier series in this country because it's got all the talent and all the resources in the world to just be awesome for these grassroots markets. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You throw those star-studded names behind it, you know. Yeah. The, you know, and, and they're, they put on phenomenal races. Yeah. Like phenomenal yeah. races. Langley so. was a really good race. That's an awesome racetrack. Yeah. That's one of my favorite I had never, tracks. I'd only been there once before when LW was racing Modifieds, and that last weekend was the first time I was there for a late model race, and it was an amazing facility. Yeah. Langley Ace. I mean, there's a bunch of speedways like that that literally helped build NASCAR into yeah. what it is today. So I'm excited those guys on it. I mean, Kevin Harvick put his money where his mouth is. He said a few years back that short track racing had to get better. And the thing is, when it was great, right, Winston had a bunch of money that was going into it. And when Winston went away, NASCAR didn't. They weren't funneling money to it like they were. So it's good to see guys like those back in charge. Yep. Well, I am off to the beach. And how do you get your St. Martin from here? You fly. Yeah. You fly yeah. into St. Martin. Oh, Same, you fly right there. Yeah. yeah. It's, St. Martin. So really do you nice. need a passport to go there? Yes. 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 Oh, so it's not even in our country. No. Wait, no. I thought it was one of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, or am I, I making no, that up? No, you made that up. Okay, it's, cool. It's like it's it's Dutch, I believe. It's like oh. a, there's a Dutch side and a French side. Uh, Do we're you going speak to Dutch? I was not yeah, good I at geography. Dutch. Well, by, to, by about 
three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I can speak. Just Are you going to wear those wooden shoes? The clogs. I need to clog and listen out here before you leave. I'd love to see you walking around wooden shoes. What I will do is I will get a video of it. So this is airport beach is what they call it. It's where the airplanes fly directly over your head yeah. when they land. Oh, no. um, so hopefully I don't get clipped by a wing and I'll be back next week but or two weeks. I hope show, the plane's but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, but they'll be close to the ground. It won't be going very fast. But yeah. What do you think Shaq wears for wooden shoes? A tree? <laughs> yeah. A tree trunk. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. Carson, thank you for stopping by. Let Next time we'll let you sit at yeah. the table maybe. Yeah, please. Um, we will see you soon at Big Al's, I assume, or Saeed's, one or the other. Um, we will. Thanks for coming, though. I mean, thanks I'm sure for you, having I'm sure me. You, really you didn't get to see her the whole show. I know. I, Is she still? I back feel there? so far away over here. It's. I don't like this setup. That's what it's like with Casey over here. It's the same complaint. way. That's the same so, way over here. Yeah. You got to look back. We'll just alternate. So me and TJ don't feel awkward every time. But or we just. Maybe, I looked at a badass picture. I heard McCandless all race. I'm assuming it's Blake's dad. Uh, grandfather, grandfather. What's wrong with just turning the table towards us over there? It's a good. It's a good feedback. That's good feedback right there. <laughs> Make that adjustment. <laughs> I mean, I, what's I mean, wrong with what? Just turning her table so it's that way, kind of so you can see her right here yeah, behind that camera. Well, okay. there's not a backdrop that we can use. Here's so what's funny: there, is we get that we, green screen thing. Again. We they can do this show without us. We can't do this show without them because we have no idea what's going on over well, there. Well, we had a we had a meltdown pre-show today. Just, yeah. we almost we almost canceled before we started we did but anyway thanks for listening i've run into a bunch of dbc fans again this week you guys are amazing i dropped my kid off this morning at a basketball camp and this 20 year old sitting there and he goes that's bodie and i was like yeah should i be worried right now he's like nah man i listen to the podcast what, so. what has bodie done now and, uh, <laughs> we, we love you guys and appreciate y'all listening and we'll uh we'll see y'all after nashville holla word see ya Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.